The Versecast is brought to you by Engine. Create your free gaming community website at enjin.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Those Guys With Ships show, the Versecast Community Podcast. My name is John Abraham. I am Jimmy Croker. Ace, Ace, it's your turn. I was waiting to say something, but sure, I'm Ace Azamine. Hi, everyone. It's in the show notes, AA, that's you. (sighs) I thought it was Alcoholics Anonymous, but whatever. (laughs) Apparently... And you are? That's now. Now you're you're gleep. <clears throat> we've done I'm this gleep. before. I'm gleep. One, one would think we've done it before, but you never know. We are those guys with ships. This is episode forty-four of our community podcast, and today is nine fifteen twenty-nine forty-five standard Earth time. Some of us have to file taxes today. Huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. Those extensions, their time is up. All right. Thank you, Ronald Jenkins. Magnetic Moment is the intro-outro track. It's off of his 2012 album, Days Away, which can be found along with all of his other fine music at www.ronaldjenkins.com. You know, guys, we forgot to mention on the last show that we are going to be changing the days that we release the shows from late Monday late Tuesday to Tuesday and Wednesday. We didn't mention that. Are we, uh, we starting that uh, this week? We are. We are. Sounds okay. good to me. I, I, I sure, no why not? No. Hey, guess what, everybody? After you've already wondered why the show went live on Tuesday, you'll find out on Wednesday. <laughs> There's a little bit of a problem with that announcement there, isn't there? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. Maybe post something in the forums. Alrighty. Maybe hmm? post something no, in the forums. No, no, no. You got to no. keep the people wondering. That's <laughs> what you. That's what keeps the show fresh. You don't want to ruin the surprise, fresh. eh? Yeah. Yes, yes. And speaking of surprises, uh, the old Gleepster, I'm going to be gone for a, a number of shows here, just for three, I think. Uh, I'm going to, the lovely Mrs. and I will be Heading off to Reno, Nevada for the Reno Air Races coming up this next weekend. And then following that, after a little bit of mad preparation, we'll be heading off to the great American Southwest uh, to do our best to get alien abducted. Uh, we've not been successful yet, but we're not giving up. So Is this one uh, of those uh, Juggalo conventions? Whoa. Exactly. <laughs> we are, in fact, down with the clown. Um, but that should put me back on terra firma, and by terra firma, I mean right here in Sacramento, California, 
uh, right around the 12th of October. So we will be recording again then. And uh, But you guys are going to, you guys have picked up the mantle, agreed to pick up the mantle and run with it. I don't know, picking up a mantle and running with it. I'm not sure what that signifies, but anyway, you guys have, have, uh, have said you would do that. So um, very much appreciate it and um, look forward to listening to you from whatever starship I get picked up by um, um, in the great Southwest desert. Is it going to be fly, flying fast and loose? Fast and Recommend loose. us to your right. captain. <laughs> That's right. Isn't there a name for the juggalo thing? It's the gathering of the juggalos, I think. Is that all it's called? <laughs> I thought it had like a <laughs> the sound a cool that sounds name like something, something out of uh, National Geographic. The gathering of the juggalos. <laughs> yeah, it's not too far off, I'm afraid. <laughs> but uh, I, I like I, I like uh, I, I, ICP. I think it's uh, I, I've got. Um, I don't know if I, I can't remember anymore whether I actually own records or whether I just have channels on Pandora. Magnets leap. <laughs> How do they work? Yeah, no I've never idea. listened to them, and I never knew about Juggalos until I knew uh, Tim, uh, Hatchet Man. Yeah, really. Remember him? I do. Yeah, we yeah, haven't seen him for a while. It has been a while. Well, ICP yo, down with the clown. All righty. Well, um, you know. Jimmy, I think this finally we're going to get a chance to talk about you seeing the Wind Commander. The yeah, much anticipated you... review. You better have something good for us. I better have something good for you, huh? All right. Hmm. Well, let's see. What did I like? <clears throat> I liked uh, <laughs> seeing um, uh, uh, Arena Commander. Um, Dying star in the movie. <laughs> okay. Uh, seriously, the, the 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 backdrops in space look exactly like Star Citizen, and I thought that was kind of cool. Um, getting to see, to some extent, uh, Star Citizen kind of come to life a little bit in the movie. I mm-hmm. thought that was I thought that was neat. Um, characters were weak. Sorry. Um, I, I liked the uh, I liked the pilgrim. Uh, backstory. I thought that was really cool. Um, I get why Ben has a uh, little uh, pilgrim cross. Uh, I liked the the dynamic uh, of that there was some tension between, um, I guess, terrestrial humans and pilgrims. But I thought that the explanation was really weak and it didn't really go into a whole lot of detail about it. It was just that, well, they traveled out far in space and we don't like them. It's actually a pretty common theme in in sci-fi that that the colonies eventually rebel against earth yeah i i and i don't disagree with that i just thought it was poorly executed um and and like i said i thought the character development was weak um you could tell who was going to fall in love with who right away um i don't understand why they had to immediately push uh the ship uh from what's his face's girlfriend like they they couldn't just throw somebody in a suit and go out and make sure she was completely dead well that and and the fact that uh, like a scene out of mystery science theater in the dead of space when you push things off the deck they fall straight down exactly exactly it was it would have just been lingering there anyway um so there were a significant amount of plot holes i thought the character development was weak um the acting was okay at best um the uh creatures were the special effects were horrible 
I mm. love the Kilrathi. Oh man, I do space too. Cat. <laughs> they were like they were like space cats from the Muppet Show. <laughs> That's actually what's a wrong with that? What's that? Nothing. If you're watching a Muppet movie, now I what's really wrong with a Muppet see movie? Commander, uh, now I really want to see one of these done by the Muppet <coughs> sort of like Muppet movie like take on. Uh, Wind Commander or uh, uh, Spaceballs. Just all Muppets. Perfect. Wait, um, Muppet movie take on Spaceballs, which is already a take on Star Wars. Well, okay. Fair. But I would love to see a a space fighter uh, sort of Star Wars parody done with the Muppets. I'd like to see that too. I'd watch a whole movie. Uh, Robot Chicken? Give it to me. Robot chicken. I like. Yes, robot Robot chicken chicken is a little more adult, and it's not as quite as goofy as uh, as um, the Muppets are. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, And I'm a huge Muppet fan. I love the Muppets, but I I just thought that there were so many things about the movie that didn't work that I just really couldn't enjoy it. Like somebody, one of you guys had mentioned that um, it was very similar to uh, Star Troopers. And I, I couldn't disagree more. Star Troopers had a, a, a very solid through line. Um, it had something to say. Uh, the acting, while they were granted, they were all kids and they were it was a little cheesy, but the acting was still solid. The, the story was still compelling. Um, the direction was still good and the special effects were believable. None of that was in Wing Commander. Did you hear about all the stuff that was cut from it? No. Uh, if if you are willing to bear listening to it, uh, there is a version of sort of like a, a down in front or um, mystery science mystery theater science version theater. of the, uh, the this movie done by Ben Lesnick and the guys at INN, where they did okay an audio yeah yeah recording. I I'd heard about that it's pretty good okay. and they talk about how much is missing from the film and it's quite a bit. Like okay. there's, a, there's a whole uh, plot you know what? point Fair... behind the, why the the Pilgrim's Cross has a knife in it. Yeah, yeah, that was another point that you didn't really get to to see. Fair enough, and I will I will give you that. Um, I I will say that I read an article recently that had said that the first cut of Star Wars, the original, A New Hope, George Lucas's cut, was so horrible that that was the reason why they brought in three editors to recut the oh, film. Oh yeah, and. And that the movie that we got, the 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 movie we cherish, was nothing like what Lucas had originally Marshall put together. Lucas Wait, what does cherish mean? What is, what does cherish mean again? To hold dear, uh, love, yeah, hold dear. On on which one? A Star Wars. Which on, a which hope. one? A new, a hope. new hope. Okay. Yes. Okay. I was a little confused. Yeah. I thought we were talking yeah, about yeah, no, Phantom no, no, Menace. No, 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 when, no, no, no. When it was a called new hope. The Star Wars, when it didn't have okay. a title like A New Hope, when yes. when Lucas first made it, Marshall Lucas and the other editors pretty much saved that movie. Yeah, which is incredible if you think about it, because the 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 editing of that movie was so cutting edge, and it's automatically attributed to Lucas, and Lucas had nothing to do with that. I mean, he's. I like this movie. He's. I like it. That. Oh, it is. It is totally a popcorn film. Like, if you want to just turn off your brain for a little while, enjoy things being shot at and neat spaceships. It totally. Uh, watch star. Watch no, starship Jimmy, troopers. Jimmy, Jimmy, when is the last Jimmy, time Jimmy. you saw starship troopers? Um, a couple few months ago. 
Okay. Jimmy. Better movie. Sorry. Jimmy, better no. movie. No. Jimmy. Yes, better movie. I, Starship I, Troopers I, is like the dumbest it, thing yes, ever created. It is a, it I is like a dumb, it. I like it, it because it's dumb. It is a dumb popcorn flick. Yeah, but there's there's just nothing nothing about it that makes it a good film. I, I wouldn't it's, exactly it tote this as a great film either, though. It speaks to the no, yeah, I wouldn't well, call. I wouldn't even call this a good film. I I would just call it enjoyable. I I wouldn't even call it that. Sorry. I love this film. Gleep is a Star Wars. If you compare, like, like I said, if you compare Starship Troopers, if you if you look at it as a, a dumb popcorn genre flick, Starship Troopers is hands down a better movie in that category than Wing Commander. And I love Chris. And I love what he, I, I, you know, I, I love the Wing Commander game series, and I love Star Citizen, and I am a fanboy. I cannot get behind this film. Did Sorry. you did you at least <laughs> spot the CR cameo? Yes, okay. I did. Ooh. I spotted the whole thing. I watched the movie in its entirety. I went into it with an open mind. I was excited because someone had said it was like Starship Troopers. No. So you got no enjoyment. Um, like I said, seeing the uh, backgrounds that looked like Arena Commander, I found the enjoyable. The combat scenes were pretty good, honestly. I like some of the, co- some of the combat right. scenes. They don't hold up quite as well uh, as uh, Episode 1, Star Wars Episode 1, which came out that same year in terms of like sharpness, but it's still pretty good. Well, I, 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 and I take that into consideration. I mean, for example, um, the original Clash of the Titans came out in 1980, which was what two three years after a new hope came out and clash of the titans was kind of your classic old hollywood stop motion animation type of film and it it looks like if you if you watch it in its entirety it's it's a good film but it looks like a film that should have come out in 1972 and even though it came out in 1980 so i take i take the special effects with a certain grain of grain of salt you know chris did not have the budget that lucas had you know and could not do visually what Lucas had done. Um, So for me, it really kind of falls back to character development and story. And I just thought they were lacking. You know, I just, that's, you know, and Starship Troopers, yeah, it's a cheesy film, but it's a good story. And, and, you know, there's the underlining fruitfulness or or, um, uh, of war, you know, the the pointlessness. Sorry, the, the the pointlessness of war. Um, you know, it, it does what all good science fiction movies do or, or, you know, speaks to, um, a bigger picture. And I thought that that was for a dumb sci-fi movie. I thought that was a well done movie for that genre. I just, I couldn't feel that way about Wing Commander. I wanted to, I wanted to like it. I wanted to feel warm and fuzzy about it. I wanted to get, you know, a, a, a necklace and, and get on board with the, the Wing Commander train, but I just... I wouldn't mind one of those Pilgrim's necklaces. Those things are neat, but... They are pretty cool. The surrounding mythos behind the movie, yeah, it's not as quite as impressive as the necklace itself is. I yeah. love the part where they push the girl off the deck. Like, well, you're it, was already, it was already upsetting enough that she was out there, but then they have to go out there and just push her off into space. I thought that was pretty funny. Now, am I excited for a Wing Commander movie after all of these years and all of Chris's experience in Hollywood? Yes. 
A what? A what movie? A new one. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. A, a Star Citizen oh. movie. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, yeah. yeah but do you think a, a game designer's skills translates to movie directing? Well, he's been in and out of Hollywood now right. for a little bit longer. That was like his very first film. But this is this is the only thing he's directed. Mm, he directed all the FMV sequences in Wing Commander. Those were all live action wing. I mean, granted, that's pretty cheesy as well. But I mean, there, if you've ever sat down and watched all the FMV sequences from the Wing Commander games, because it stars Mark Hamill, and yes, being a big enough Star Wars nerd that I am, I have done that. They're okay. And I think Squadron Forty Two is going to be some a little bit of insight into um, how Chris has grown as a director. As yeah, that's well. going to be the real test. Yeah, and I'm I'm willing to to give him. The benefit of the doubt. Um, that was his first movie. That was, what, 20 years ago. So let's see what Squadron 42 is like. And if he nails it, then I'm looking forward to a Star Citizen movie in 10, 12 I'm years. I'm really hoping I... that, that Star <coughs> Citizen doesn't go the way of Destiny. And that it's like, the gameplay is amazing and fantastic, but oh god, the story, please no. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I'm glad I asked. <laughs> that was quite a debate. Quite a debate indeed. All right. Well, speaking of community, and if you listen to the last show, um, we began discussing the community hub, and apparently, um, although I've not seen evidence of it, the Issues Council. Uh, so what we have is some information for the community hub, and let me read you the description from CIG. The Community Hub is an outside content aggregation section for our overall RSI site, where citizens can share with each other all the content that is created by you, the fans. From screenshots to videos, from fan art to fan fiction, from live streams to podcasts, from fan reviews to press editorials and everything in between, this is the place where you can go to share those findings with your fellow citizens. See what's already been shared with you, and hopefully discover something you like that may have eluded you otherwise. So um, this is pretty exciting, and a big, huge uh, TW uh, uh, or uh, TGWS uh, slash pipe ships guys. Shout out to uh, Avi Physics, who's the man. Uh, he he got in first, and he put us up in the podcast section. And we actually, on the announcement on the comlink page, you can see our our smiling little faces. So um, excited to see that! So yeah. excited to see that! So um, uh, thank you very much, Avi, for uh, for getting the word out there about us and. Um, you know, kind of excited to see uh, what this sort of develops into. It, it you know, I, I think that uh, it looks like it's a, a place where other people talk about us, but I think we should probably uh, uh, talk about ourselves some too. So we'll have to put our heads together and uh, put something uh, down on uh, virtual paper and then uh, post it up there and uh, see where it takes us. Yeah, I'm really excited. I, I haven't. Uh, gotten the invite. I haven't had an opportunity to um, to to test it in the, I guess, community PTU. Um, but I think this is great. I think it'll be a great resource um, for every backer. Um, and it'll, uh, clearly, it'll be a fantastic resource for us. Um, I'm really excited to see it go live. Has anybody gotten an invite? I, no, I never received an invite, and I can I can see it, and I really don't understand because they said on around the verse this last week that it was live for everybody. Um, so 
if you and the way that I found it is you go to on the main page you go to community and then uh, the drop-down menu comes down and right to the left of dev tracker it says hub you're not seeing that nope Nope. Dev tracker well, forms her, her. chat organization. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, look at that. Ajax Wilhelm's got the hub, you baby. Woo! I am checking out the hub. Hubba, 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 hubba. I'm checking out the hub. Of all the things I expected to hear tonight, a jingle about the hub was not one of them. This is awesome. I am going to spend the rest of the night playing with this when we're done with the podcast. All righty then. But do you see anything about an issues council? An issues council. Let me see. No, it's not there. Nope. No, yeah, I don't. I don't know where Avi's. Apparently, uh, Avi's got some screenshots of this on the forums, and I don't know where he's getting it, but he's even specialer than you and me, Jimmy. Nice. Now, um, Ace, you don't have the nope. hub? Next to the dev tracker? Nope. John, do you? Nope. Wow, we are special, oh, Gleep. We are spath. We are special. <laughs> Got, yeah, never mind. All right. Um, so anyway, it's it does, or if you can see it, it does. Um, if you can't see it, then it's going to have stuff like a citizen spotlight. It's going to have links to live streamers. It's going to have a section called Deep Space Radar, which is going to... Feature uh, other webs, other Star Citizen websites like versecast.org. Um, it's going to have a Star Citizen podcast and most valuable posters, MVPs. You see, see what they did there. Um, maybe like the folks that got get were were getting featured at the end of Around the Verse. It kind of you know like how they split out Bug Smashers and made it its its own thing. I I think that they're trying to like break some of the stuff out from Around the Verse and give it its own uh, its own light to shine. So. Uh, it looks like MVPs will uh, will have their own place on the on the web page, and of course, in the future there will be more. Oh, ever so much more. Um, so, what what would you guys like to see out of this? Um, I personally would like to see um, uh, more to do with orgs, more org centric stuff. But I guess that's coming in the orgs 2.0, which uh, I guess Turbulent is still working on. It's forthcoming. Uh, it's nice to see all the content uh, kept in one place. I mean, generally speaking, what I do most of the time is just check Reddit every day, every once in, every couple of hours, and that isn't always feasible. So it would be nice to be able to like, oh, pull up Robert Space Industries, there it all is. Just grab some of that. I looked at the Versecast org page, and it seemed to have changed a little bit. Oh? Like, the the sort of body of the page looks a little different. Maybe I'm crazy, but I don't know. I, it feels like if they're working on this community page that maybe orgs 2.0 would go along with it. Um, I have we, have we heard anything about orgs 2.0 other than that they are just working on it? Not that I'm aware of. No, I don't think so. Yeah, there um there isn't anything coming out in the immediate future and I think one of the reasons was that this community hub took precedence over uh over the next uh, org 2.0. Yeah, but do we know that it's not coming? No, actually we don't know that it's not coming to be fair. Uh you know, uh the impression I got I think I'd read something 
maybe a month or so ago where they had said that that someone had asked what's going on with um, Orgs 2.0 and they had said that it was on the back burner for right now. Um, maybe maybe a month, three three weeks ago, I guess. Um, but yeah, no, we don't we don't know for sure. You know that that there isn't anything coming. I just no, I, it's still coming. I mean, they just they... in the immediate future. I mean, yeah, no, oh, I oh, I think oh, my oh. point was that maybe they would just stealth release it without you know doing a big post about it and uh, having like previews uh, because. It doesn't seem like there's going to be a ton of stuff in Orgs 2.0, at least on the on the uh, uh, on the web page side. Um, I mean, we have those two tabs, Chart and Fleet View, which Fleet View is pretty obvious. We'll be able to see everybody's ships in there. Chart, I don't know what that would be. You guys have any clue what that might be? Chart. Um, what no idea. You, what's a chart? A uh, chart. Like like graph graphs showing you know number of members. Um, maybe like growth of membership over time, or uh, the 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 composition of our of our of our fleet. How many of each type of ship we have? Or um, it could uh, maybe that would be like where. We are located where our hangars are located within the um, uh, the galaxy. Mm -hmm. This is really nice. Um, at the very bottom, the latest uh, developer activity. Um, basically, it's a uh, for right you now. Anyway, it's a. You uh, said you were going to wait until after the show. Oh well, it's still it's neat. <laughs> well, no. What what I was going to say real quick was um, it's really cool. There actually um, there is one place now where you can go and see what devs have posted what in the forums. That's really great because it's always um, tough to find their responses if you don't know what you're looking for. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That Disco, he's a posting fool, isn't he? Yeah, yeah well, he's the community manager. I would expect nothing less. Mm. All right. Thank you for showing us where to go, Gleep. You're the best. Uh, it's all Avi physics. He, um, he's the, he is the man. Oh, he is he is full on those guys with ships VIP for the week. There is no question. <laughs> with all the uh, rank and privileges there unto um, mm -hmm. according. Or we we you say that. we mail our weekly VIP a a fruit uh, a, a fruit basket, right? <laughs> no, we actually we have Avi mail our weekly VIP a, a challenge coin. Nice. Okay. So Avi, uh, if you're listening to this, mail yourself a challenge coin. <laughs> And and one, uh, one five dollar off coupon for Subway. That's awfully specific. I, I don't know where he's going to get that. Why is he not living in a place that has Subway? Well, yeah, you're going to make the poor guy go into a Subway and beg a five dollar gift certificate for himself. He doesn't have to beg it. He's just he'll buy it and then give it to himself. It seems <laughs> oh. contrarian, but okay. You so, will not argue my logic. <laughs> I, I agreed. All right. So um, anyway, uh, it's Community Hub. It's out for some of us. I don't know why it isn't out for all of us. It's supposed to be. But anyway, it is there. And thank you very much, folks, for, um, uh, and by folks, I mean Avi, for uh, pimping us on day one. Yeah, that. I mean, that's just, all kidding aside, that is super cool, man. Thank you so much. Yep. 
All right, um, Ace, it's time for... In the Loop. Hi, everybody. It's time for In the Loop. Wow. Okay, Mr. Rogers. Hello, boys and girls. It's time for In the Loop with Azzy Physics. Wait, what? Uh, wow! Ace. Sorry, I have Abby on the mind. Oh, yeah, oh, I was so close. Was so close. It was so close. The host has been replaced. <laughs> Episode two. Man, you know, I really like those in the loop shows, but it's not quite the same after they replace the host. It's just things just went downhill. <laughs> well, if you're gonna replace the, the the show host with anyone, I would think the answer would be Dietrich this week. Um, Dietrich has been pretty ridiculous on the forums lately as which i'm sure we'll discuss later on um but i had a rather in-depth discussion with him that started a um a really long uh, sort of like a, a thought train that i've been having with a lot of people uh in the org and i wanted to bring it with you guys um and it it certainly has to do with sort of in-game ability and the the sort of common stagnation you see in a lot of mmos when a lot of players reach the end of the sort of the end of the content and that is will small fighters still be important in the in game traditionally speaking you know when you're playing an MMO of some kind you strive to get the best gear to do the best dungeons to get the best trinkets or weapons or ad nauseum like that's sort of always forward progression is your goal um and for a lot of people you know, the a lot of people I've heard talking to, uh, you know, they say that the reason they're playing with a small ship is that so that they can work their way up to earn a larger one. Like, uh, you know, some people want Carex or Orions or jump, uh, you know, eight ninety jumps. Like the the whole idea is like I'm gonna fly this ship, earn a lot of credits, uh, do a lot of bounties, sort of make a, a name for myself, and then I'm gonna buy a a big ship and join the big leagues. Um, and so there was this question that, you know, at the, you know, at the extreme end of things, when everybody's got, you know, large scale, heavily armed capital ships, will fighters still be, uh, will they still have, they still have a role to play? And I think, interestingly enough, there is a, an interesting comparison to Elite Dangerous in this. Uh, there is a article at PCGamesN.com about... Uh, sort of the the life and times of the elite dangerous super rich, the people who have played uh, the game to its fullest extent and have made boatloads upon boatloads of money to the point where they can crash the you know the highest end ship and then just for a small fraction of their wealth get a new one right away with all the same equipment and sort of re- removes all the sense of risk. And I think. Uh, the big difference between Elite Dangerous and Star Citizen is that, number one, in Elite Dangerous, uh, you don't have any uh, multi-crew ships. Everybody's flying single-seaters. Even if your ship is a massive Corvette, it's still functionally a very slow single-seater. So there's no reason to necessarily stick with a much smaller, much more fragile single-seater ship when everybody's flying by themselves in single ships with large-scale weapons. It's also worth pointing out, I think, that um, another big difference is that there are no 
specifically designed for large ship killing weapons that are car- carryable by smaller fighters. Um, in Elite Dangerous, uh, ships are dramatically um, lessened in their ability by the size of their hard points. Uh, but you have ships in Star Citizen like the Gladiator that can get around that sort of issue uh, where you can have a small single or two-man fighter that can realistically take take on a larger ship uh, in a way that Elite Dangerous doesn't have. Um, and so I wanted to ask what you guys thought about the idea of, of you know, you're, a lot of people here, their end game is a large ship of some kind. Um, do you guys think that fighters will be important the large scale at the end of, at the end of the game when everybody's got a lot of money and they can just afford to crash things and you know buy new ships willy nilly I think it's a matter of balance um it's kind of like asking why doesn't the air force just use AC130s there's always going to be a purpose for those smaller ships and a role for them and if they can balance that insurance replacement cost or um you know, turnaround time, whatever it is that they need to damper so that people can't just crash ships over and over again and have unlimited money and resources so that it turns into just like Call of Duty, spawn, die, spawn, die, spawn, die. Um, that all every ship will have its purpose. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, and I, I agree with your point, Ace, about, um, you know, the, the, the smaller... If the game... The thing is, if the end game isn't just to get rich, and and in Elite Dangerous, you're absolutely right. They're all single player ships. Um, there's always going to be the person that wants to make as much money as possible. But if you've got a large multi crew ship and it's you know difficult to manage, there is going to be a percentage of people that don't want to deal with that, and so they're going to go with a smaller multi crew ship. And there's going to be people that aren't going to want to deal with that either. There are going to be people that just want to be fighter pilots on a larger ship um you know and then you'll still have your bigger wars but you're gonna have a a full crew for a battle uh battleship class uh ship you're gonna have a full crew and ideally a lot of them are going to be actual players and you're going to be responsible for not just flying your ship into somebody else's ship because you've got other people to answer to and they're all going to lose their ships and if it's as component driven as the game appears to be, who's going to want to spend, you know, two, three hours setting that ship up over and over and over and over again? Agreed. Ace, Ace, do you see yourself, after getting the funds to upgrade to something bigger, um, like a capital ship or something, do you see yourself just piloting that and not doing the single-seaters anymore? You know, that was something I, I, when Dietrich brought this up, I, I had to sit back and think about that because I was like, mm, would I? Like, I, I really enjoy flying single-seater fighters, I will admit. But at the same time, it does get exhausting. I think about that hour-long uh, Vandal Swarm match. You, me, Yellow Stag, uh, and I think who else was it? Uh, was it Gleep? Were you with us? Um I don't think so. Uh, but it was that, that hour-long uh, game of Vandal Swarm where the targets were really hard to hit and it just, it just kept going. And like how at the end of that, I was just like, okay, I am done for the night. I am exhausted. Um, and I don't... Let me ask you, though. 
Well, I was going to say, let me ask you, how does that translate to, you know, because Vandal Swarm, I get. But what happens when you're on a uh, uh, an aircraft carrier um, and you're part of a crew that includes uh, E-War, that includes bombers, uh, that include, you know, and you're going up against another org. Right. And it's, you know, it, it's a much larger scale. It's a, lo- a lot more complicated, um, you know, does becoming does being just a fighter pilot at that point become more interesting? See, and I, I, I think so. the answer is I would like to do both. Um, I love flying fighter planes. I, it's a lot of fun. But there is something sort of interesting and slower and more tactical, uh, sort of like sub-warfare. Um, and I, that's probably why I got the Retaliator, is that I wanted to have that where, like, you can uh, sit behind in an asteroid field watching a battle going on above you and you can either be directing the forces from where you are um you know sending other ships uh into battle into certain locations and then emerge from uh the the asteroids to to mark make your own mark on the battlefield and maybe turn the tides we all we all want to be the heroes of our own fantasies um but you know there is something there's something neat about the idea of of being controlled of a large capital ship having that power at your fingertips that I can understand the thrill of. It's a different kind of piloting. Um, it's a lot more cerebral, but it, there is an appeal to it there as well. I mean, I, I you know, there are some people who have, um, uh, what is it? The, uh, the Carracks. I will, I will gladly fly your Carrick for you. Uh, just to, just to have put my my button in in that seat and get some flight time flying a bigger ship um conversely you know i'll, I'll fly super hornets with anybody who wants to but if you want me to come fly a convoy and you know fly your cutlass or uh do a a, a you know fly a, a runabout for like a an exploration group that i think those are great things too i mean the thing the thing that i enjoy the most doing in planet side is actually flying a non-combat role. The ship that I fly, the the Van, not Vanguard, the um, what is it? The the troop transport, Valkyrie. Um, as a pilot, I don't have access to a gun. I have a gunner who can fire for me, but that has to be somebody else. I don't actually do any of that. And there's something there's something enjoyable about just having to be able to focus on just flying, and maneuvering the craft where I want it, and not having to worry quite so much about putting guns on a target necessarily. Well, I think, I think CIG's big play is, uh, or what they're gambling on is to offer so much diversity that it doesn't really, that, that it's not simply appealing to have the biggest ship, um, that there's pros and cons to every aspect of that gameplay. And I think at the end of the day, you're still going to see new players in the smaller ships, um, veteran players in the larger ships. Um, but I think that there will always be a place for the veteran player to want to jump into a single fighter or, or an E-War variant or um, a bomber variant, depending on the situation. Like Kind of like what you were just saying, Ace, where you know, the, you're, as you become a seasoned player, you're probably going to want to have a crew and you're going to want to just focus on piloting. But I could also imagine if you're in a large battle... And your ship is completely disabled, EV, EV, um, EVAing out 
to a capital ship and then getting on board the bridge, you know, getting into under the, the bridge and going, Captain, I'm one of the best pilots out there. Give me a ship. Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, and, and I think that's kind of what they're hoping on. And the NPC to player character ratio is nine to one for a reason. I think right. it's designed to let players do what's more fun and let the NPCs fill in for those things that we don't necessarily want to do. That's a really good I point. Some people will get a huge kick out of being the missile guidance loader and operator. But there are some people who look at that and go, well, that does not interest me at all. Um, yeah. And for them, that you know, that's you have an NPC crewman, you find somebody who, who you know, we've talked about it before. You know, there's somebody out there, you know, loves fishing in your MMO. That's what they want to do. I love mining in Minecraft, right. and that's just hitting a block over and over right. again. And so, so if you can find a person who, for whom, watching the radar system is a, an enthralling job, and they feel like they're like a, a you know. Sitting in the in the in the bowels of a submarine, guy, uh, like if that's their thing. Then more power to them. There's that station. But if that's not your thing, well, that you know, get an NPC and hop on a fighter, or sit in the pilot seat, or work the navigation console. Do what what it does interest you. I want to farm moisture. <laughs> of course you do. Um, there's there's always going to be a need for the um, Scotties. Um, you know what I mean. There's always going to be players that want to be Scotty. There's always going to be players that want to be Spock. Um, that's not going to change. And I think that while they're not going to be the predominant group in the game, I think with what John was saying, the 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 90-10 split, you're going to be allowed to have fun and still have those roles filled. And for the smaller percentage of players that want to be Spock, that want to be Scotty, um, that role's available to them. And they'll be very valuable because they're always going to be better than an NPC. Yeah. I, I do think uh, the big a big difference between this and Elite also is that in Star Citizen there is going to be capabilities from you know depending along with with munitions but also with I think Ewar is a good example of this ways for smaller ships to be a legitimate threat to larger ships you know I mean if you play Elite Dangerous and you have a fully souped up ship like a large scale ship and it's player versus player. Um, and I'm in, you know, the Eagle with a little tiny single seater fighter. If, if the other person is flying an Anaconda, which is for those who have played elite, one of the largest, uh, uh, playable ships, it's a very large, so almost like a, like a miniature Corvette, very heavily armed, very heavily armored. And it's, and it's two fight, it's two players. That Eagle's not going to last more than five minutes at most. Um, because there's just there's no way for the eagle to have enough firepower on its own, uh, or, or to have enough of an advantage. But in Star Citizen, you know, like as I mentioned, the Gladiator has those those torpedoes, those those heavy heavy class missiles that would be not all that effective against a fighter, but against a slower turning, larger class battleship, would be devastating. And then you have stuff like Ewar, where the fighter might not necessarily be able to take it out, but they could, you know, seriously hamper or disable or damage a large-scale capital ship uh, in a way that Elite Dangerous sort of doesn't sort of have. Well, and, and I, I was saying, I think there's a certain challenge in that too. You know, taking a squadron out against an Idris. Yeah, 
Oh, yeah. You know, and seeing if you can take that Idris down. You know, whereas it's not like, like you're saying, like with ED, where it's not just the bigger ship wins. Because again, you know, with the Idris, you have to be smart. You have to either have, uh, you know, you have to have a complement of NPCs. You have to have a complement of players. Um, there, it's way more involved than just flying the biggest ship in game. Well, and imagine a group of like hornet ghosts or something sneaking up on a javelin and 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 docking with it and taking it from the inside. Something right, else you can right. do that you can't really do in ED. You you can't you can't sort of forcibly board another person's ship that you can't sort of you know it's 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 all it's all ship to ship combat oriented. There's no other means of of uh uh, I guess interaction that Star Citizen is going to have instead of those other options for interaction. Yeah, and tactically, you can't sneak up on a javelin with an Idris. It's impossible. Too big of a signature. What if yeah. the, what if the the javelin is asleep? Well, that's that's that could, on the bridge that could crew. Work. If the bridge crew's asleep and they and they yeah, got if everybody's captured, asleep at the wheel. That's on them. <laughs> you should have had you should have had people who were on deck and awake. You guys in, feel free to use that. In um in Elite <laughs> Dangerous, the gameplay lends itself to and it makes sense. He who has the bigger ship is the dominant uh fish in the pond. Um I think there's so many other I think at the end of the day we all agree there's so many other factors to Star Citizen that that's not necessarily it's just not going to work. No, yeah. I agree. Well, I mean, I don't think Elite Dangerous has ever even uh they don't have any immediate plans to go to multi-cruise ships. I mean, it's they, they, you can't even have more than one, one character. Um, so it's, it really is it. I mean, I hate to go back to it. Well, I don't hate to, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, and I'll probably enjoy it just a little bit. Uh, it is miles wide and just a few inches deep. I mean, there are just so many limitations on what it is that you can do relative to our expectations for star citizen. Two, yeah, two, and and two different games, you know, two exactly, completely different exactly. games. Still like Elite Dangerous. I still think it's a lot of fun, but it's you have to have a different set of expectations for it. And unfortunately, because it is the other space sim right now, uh, we want to be able to compare the two. But I think sometimes that, depending upon what you're talking about, that tends to break down. Yeah, I would agree. Cool. All right. Well, um, I I want to fly little ships. I want to I want to fly my big ship full of little ships and go places and drive around real fast and hopefully not die. So, I'll I'll be flying a medium ship, a, a smaller medium ship, and I'm completely content with that. Well, and you've discussed Gleep having you have two um, uh, the the two Starliners. Starliners. Uh, I mean, you could gut one of those and stick a a, a racing ship in there, <coughs> and you could be you know yeah. I mean. There are there are there are ideas that I think that are much more varied. The idea of of, of another thing that we have that we have that that E doesn't have is parasite ships. The the whole idea of a ship that attaches to some something else uh, is something that you just don't see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's interesting. I th- I think uh, I think depending upon the model you're talking about in Elite Dangerous, it 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 definitely I think what you were saying, players are incentivized to go big as quickly as possible. And I think um, in Star Citizen, they're going to have the opportunities to have a richer experience, uh, perhaps with lateral moves, um, more so than necessarily having to move up to a big ship. 
Agreed. All right. Cool. Well, that's my bit. That's my bit for this oh. week. Awesome. All right. Um, and so, uh, speaking of community, uh, Sunday night. Now, um, I was gone, but uh, Jimmy, I la- not last night, but night or uh, Sunday before last night. I don't know how you say that in words. A week ago? A week ago Sunday? Sure. Okay. Um, uh, there was a, a plan to go out and uh, help some folks get their aggressor badges. And how did it go? Uh, it was a uh, it was an overwhelming success. Uh, Ace uh, led the charge, and uh, we uh, there were there were a few of us that uh, had not gotten our aggressive ba- aggressor badges yet. And I think the first go around, uh, we got close. We got to what sixteen. Mm-hmm. And then we decided, let's give it one more shot, and um, we took it to 18. And it's funny, um, it has definitely gotten harder, and uh, we all got our fannies handed to us at 18, um, because it was all bosses. Um, I would have liked for us to hang on a little bit longer and maybe take a couple of bosses out, but we all got our aggressive badges, and I would say that uh, the goal was met, and it was an overwhelming success. Yes. It feels a little cheap that you only have to reach 18. Well, reaching eighteen uh, can be a pain in the butt all on its own. Yeah, it was it was not easy. And let me ask: Has anybody in this conversation actually beat yep. Wave eighteen? Yep. New the new Wave mm-hmm. eighteen? It's of hard. course you have. It is not easy. I mean, and and by the time yeah. we get to Wave eighteen, it I would hesitate to even call it fun at that point. It's just really really stressful. Um, yeah, fatigue is set in. You're probably on your last life. If you're lucky, you don't have any severe damage. So, but um, <coughs> your brain. I, I did discover uh, in the in the process of preparing yes. for this, uh, I did discover my topic for next week, which is going to be unusual loadouts. Because we we tinkered and 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 tried out different loadouts that would might might be optimized for what we were doing. So, more on that later. Oh. That'd nice. Cool. Okay. That'll be cool. All right. And uh, last night we got together. Um, uh, I guess they had a um, a PTU stress test yesterday, and uh, CIG advertised a couple of uh, days ago. And um, I know that um, I was I was not at home. It would have been about noon Pacific time, and I was not around, so I could not attempt to get in. But uh, Benu reported last night that he tried to get in a couple of times and uh, was not able to. Uh, get on the servers so it sounds like they um they got uh, sufficient uh participation to put some stress on the uh, on the system so hopefully that will uh work uh help them uh, make the system stronger um and last night we had uh, we had a small number of guys that came out uh, we um, we played some uh, capture the core um and uh, did a little bit of uh battle royale and uh, it, it was fun. We uh, we we did uh, we did the uh, the sync drop method of uh, of getting in uh, because uh, it still seems like the matchmaking is is a is a bit unreliable. Um, and it, it was interesting because it seems like and I don't know if this makes sense, but it seems like we it almost seemed like we were the only ones actually playing the game, you know, because we sync drop and it's only it's only we're the only ones there. You know, it's not like we, we get into a match with with other people. It's like we're the only ones there. And then some, you know, some randoms would drop in later. But um, anyway, I just I, I kind of wonder um, how many people are actually playing Arena Commander right now. Are you selecting the second map? We did both. Okay. Because I feel like still had trouble. 
No, we were able to get in, but um, like uh, the first time I was, uh, I was uh, still working on show notes. There was only three guys, and they dropped, and so it ended up just the three of them. Um, and so they were hope they're hoping to wait for somebody else to show up, and no one else showed Sorry, up. Sorry, so. I was uh, busy entertaining my mother-in-law's birthday, which was very fun. Not not not, not showed up to the meetup. Showed up inside the oh, game. Oh well, that. <laughs> Um, so, but anyway, yeah, so I, I was just curious. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer here, but it, it just seemed like, wow, I, I wonder, it felt kind of lonely out there. Like, uh, maybe there weren't a whole lot of, uh, other, uh, uh, folks playing, but maybe, maybe that was just the map we were playing. I don't know. Well, there hasn't been an update to Arena, a substantial update that adds any content for a long time, like for months. Yeah. So it's not surprising that nobody's in there. I suspect that when we... When we get the FPS, that there will be, there's going to be a huge spike. Yeah, yeah, I, I believe you are true. You are true. You are correct. What you say is true. All right. So that was uh, anyway. We we had fun. Um, we uh, we laughed. We cried. We had a group hug afterwards. It was good. Yay! So. Yay! <laughs> yeah! Hooray! <laughs> Everyone, everyone, say yay real creepy like. Yay! yay. <laughs> All right, so uh, Jimmy, what is going on in the community from around the interverse? All sorts of goodness. Uh, in the uh, on Twitter, on the those guys with ships hashtag the TGWS hashtag. Uh, Genevi is going to need a bigger desk, uh, to accommodate his massive RSI mouse pad. Those things are <laughs> insane. Um, so the first question is, um, uh, and maybe John, you can answer this. Why do you need such a gigantic mouse pad? It's for your keyboard <laughs> and your mouse. Wait. So your keyboard, keyboard doesn't slide around? Yeah. Why? I'm very confused. Yeah. My keyboard doesn't slide around. Uh, mine doesn't either, but... <laughs> I can't, maybe it was Jernavy, but I'm not sure, I can't remember who it was, but they said that their legs, their little feet on their keyboard snapped off because of the surface they had it on, so they had to get a mouse pad. So I don't uh-huh. know if, like, just, like, messing with the feet on mine doesn't, it doesn't feel like they could really snap off anyhow. I mean... Maybe if I was smashing my keyboard, but um, uh, I, I'm gonna assume maybe just to ha- the fact that you have more surface area. Yeah. Um, so, but I will I will say when when looking at your Navy's desk, um, it looks surprisingly like a stove. And Ace, is that your spoon rest? <laughs> <laughs> there she sits, nice and pretty. Nice and pretty. I didn't. I didn't realize you could paint. Uh, could paint them red. But there you go. Oh man, if you could very paint nice. a retaliator red, oh, I'm sure you'll be very excited. Uh, we had another poor soul wander into the hashtag to talk about um, how broken she truly feels, um, and I feel bad for. Um, do you hashtag uh, or at? Do you really want to know uh, for whatever it is that she's going through? But. Man, it's really just got to add insult to injury when you pour out your feelings for whatever this other TGWS hashtag represents, and then you go in and there's a bunch of boneheads talking about, you know, flying spaceships. And it must have been especially worse when John invited her out to our Sunday meetup. Oh, God. Hey, what's wrong with that? Bad John. Bad (laughs) John. That would do do nothing but 
help her. Uh, I. Okay, sure. Yeah. No, no hey, seriously. You know, if she right, came into sure. our mumble and just chatted with us for a little bit, that would cheer anybody up. That's true. That That is true. That would cheer anybody up, but... Oh, or John. put them right over there. Uh, maybe. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Freedom uh, was uh, dropping a, a healthy chicken recipe on all of us, and for very good reason. To impress the ladies. Oh, yeah. So I haven't tried his recipe, but I will. Um, my wife's already impressed with me, but, you know, she could be impressed a little more, so I'll give it a shot. Yeah, well, there, I, and did you see that the, the pictures he posted of his uh, rotator cuff surgery? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I know he's uh, he's still recuperating. Yeah, I, I long I haven't long seen road. Any, any I haven't since then. Yeah, but yeah, I haven't seen anything either. So, uh, freedom, let us know. Drop in the hashtag. Let us know how you're doing. All right. Uh, over at the uh, hashtag for Star Citizen uh, hashtag Star Citizen, uh, Red Wright, uh had uh, has been posting some really cool. I mean, I guess the only way I can describe him is um, motivational posters. Where it's um, inspirational space-related quotes married up to different star citizenships. Have you guys seen these? No. No, I'm looking at it now. <laughs> He's got the old Herald, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like, like for example, like my favorite one is the Herald, and the quote is uh, the most exciting phrase to hear in science. The one that heralds the most discoveries is not Eureka, but that's funny. <laughs> and yeah, it's a great little quote, but then he's got the Herald uh, as the photo and he's got quite a number of ships. Uh, it's a really cool link. Um, I really recommend you go check it out. Um, it's just, you know, it's just a nice little bit of uh, of fan art. And Gleep, have you seen the uh, Genesis? Yeah, I'm looking at that. Once you have tested flight, you will forever walk the earth with your eyes turned skyward. Ooh. You get like a crick in your neck if you do that. Very, uh, yeah, very, very, um, very cool. Uh, you know, I, I like, you know, I like the, the really deep, um, fan art, the stuff, uh, that takes a lot of work, but then there's also something to be said for those quick little fan art pieces that just look really cool. And, um, I really like the message for each one of them. It's totally worth checking out. Um, Mr. Combustible, I, I he is just, he is going to destroy anyone attempting to cosplay at any Star Citizen event. Um, now until the end of time. Have you guys seen the latest photo from his work in progress uh, Heavy Marine UEE armor? That's amazing. It, that is I amazing. Feel like, I feel like yeah, I feel like it's on par with stuff from the Mass Effect, Star Wars, or the Halo 405th like, like crazy good uh, impressive, really detailed stuff. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, just uh, uh, absolutely brilliant with a 3D printer. Um, I'm a little jelly, but I actually kind of want to talk to him about maybe uh, a Model 2 Arclight Sidearm for my cosplay when that actually ends up getting put together. I will nice. not be wearing armor, armor, but I definitely want a really cool sidearm. Cool. Yeah. And then um, also, uh, or in conclusion for the Star Citizen hashtag, uh, Rec Raiders posted a really cool fan art. Um, I think it came from Reddit for the Dragonfly concept. Huh. That looks bigger than I thought it should. I, I thought so too, but it does stay true to what the design was. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, very interesting. Um, a little bit, yeah, a little bit bigger than I thought too, because it is almost kind of the size of a ship. But I, I actually I like the overall design. Maybe if they made it a little bit smaller. 
um, but kept the overall design. I think that would be really cool. Yeah, cool. Is this supposed to be a spaceship, or is it just well, the, like a pod racer type thing? Well, the Dragonfly uh, concept is supposed to be a, a motorcycle in space. It's supposed to be... Um, I, I, they haven't really gone into a whole lot of detail, but from what the design or, or what the concept was that they posted, you kind of get the impression that it, it's, yeah, basically a motorcycle for space. Really, really small. Um, I would say smaller than a Merlin. And, I mean, uh, open cockpit? That seems crazy to me, but... Got a spacesuit, man. You can do it. Yeah. The open cockpit sounds cool. Like sort of a, a quick way to like plant some C4 or something on an enemy ship. Yeah, yeah, totally. Or maybe, may, well, you couldn't planet jump because of, atmos- because of the atmosphere. But yeah, no, absolutely. Like a small, um, yeah, a small like stealth, uh, like a Navy SEAL type thing where you just kind of sneak onto a ship. Yeah. But yeah, this concept seems way too big. It's like bigger than a... It's like the size of a Mustang. Yeah, yeah I I agree that it's big, but I like the look. Um, I think if they made it smaller, um, it would be a really neat concept for the uh, for the Dragonfly. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that's all the things from Twitter. Uh, over at uh, the um, over just or I should say just in uh, the internet in general. Did you guys have a chance to go over to the Imperial News Network and see the article where they kind of broke down, based on the, on the news coming out of CIG, what what they think the uh, release cycle is going to be for the rest of the year? I saw it. I have not gone through it in detail. I looked at the pretty pictures and I said, "Ooh." If you scroll down to, there's a summary and it says, "So uh, what we'll get before the end of the year?" with a question mark. Um, that's really kind of the best spot to go to, to get kind of a general overview of what they're talking about. Um, you know, one of the highlights that I thought was really cool was the fact that, um, I hadn't really kind of put together the fact that they, that we are actually getting as a social mod mod builds out one full system, you know, uh, one, one full system to fly, uh, to fly through. Yeah. Um, which I thought was really cool. Um, and then, of course, you know, they link in um, all the art to all the different uh, different areas. Uh, you know, Stanton, uh, Art Core, Area 18, Nix, Delmar, Levitsky, uh, Tara, Tara, Tara Prime, uh, Mangus, uh, Borea, and uh, Odessa, uh, Helios, uh, Tang- Tangara, and uh, Mariana. Um, so it's a great read. Um, it adds a lot of clarity, in my opinion, it adds a lot of clarity to what potentially we'll see over the course of the year. Um, you know, Imperial News is a great news site. Um, oh, I recommend I, I recommend people go check it out. Um, but more pointedly, go check out this article if you're looking for a clear, concise, and condensed um anticipation of what we could potentially be seeing over the course of this year and if you go down to the tags area of the post and you hover over the tags really quickly it does a really cool effect that's that that's that girl you were telling to come out and play with us on sunday (laughs) wait what (laughs) she's broken what are we talking about I was talking about tags on Imperial News. That's what I'm talking about. Down at the bottom? Wait, what? 
At the very bottom? No, not at the very bottom. Scroll man, scroll. Oh, I see. I see what Clue's oh, talking my. about. And you've got the bend dance. Yay! Well, come on, let's everybody do the bend dance. Dun 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 dun. Yeah, you know they're going to put that as an emote in the game. Uh, the I want dance. the shepherd shuffle, please. Let someone have the shepherd shuffle. Anyone who's played Mass Effect knows what I'm talking about. Mm, it's not as cool as the bend dance. <laughs> hey, 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 John. Hey, what, John? What's going on over at Versecast.org? Doc has cleared up the confusion over the usernames, and it turns out that uh, Jimmy was wrong. Uh, occasionally, it does happen. <laughs> and I am I am going to <coughs> excuse me. I am going to change my name at some point in the next couple of days. Well, if you're still confused, this is how it works. Your RSI community monitor moniker is non-unique, so you can change it to whatever you want. You're not claiming a specific username that can't be changed and you'll lose it. It's whatever you want it to be. You could name it Bob. You could name it Chris Roberts. You could name it anything. Then you have your RSI handle, which is a unique URL-friendly account name, which is for Jimmy Jackson? Correct. Yes. So if you want to claim a specific name that people can find you by via URL, that is your RSI handle. So be careful when you're setting that. And I think you get like one change. I've changed mine once. and I You can buy a change okay. if you want to. Yeah, I had a change. I think they gave me one, and now I can't change it again. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's that. And then you have a login, which no one will ever see. And you use that to log into the game and the website, I think. Um, so those are the three different names that we have going on there. So for anybody that was confused about that, you can change your moniker to TGWS space pipe space your name, whatever you want that to be. Um, and you're not going to be losing that spot that you're holding for a un unique name because that is your RSI handle. So thanks to Doc for clearing that up. Um, thanks, Doc. Thank you, Doc. Abophysics has a post about insurance and deductibles, and he asks, should we have to pay a deductible to get our ships back even if we have LTI? Um, so that was a kind of a cool discussion. Um, talk about a left hand from Spaz. You can type Versecast with only your left hand, which we discovered a while ago. But it was fun to do it again. <laughs> hey, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's wow. It's one of those words that you can just type with your left hand, like, and if you if you practice, you can just do it over and over again, and it's just kind of kind of fun to do. You know, it's not actually like a real word. <laughs> it's a word. It's not, we made it it's a word. Not the, it's not in the dictionary. It will be one day. That's right. Google's a verb. Go it's Google true. that. It's true. We ain't Google. Wait, Google was a word before that. Dang it. Oh, well. Uh, the Little Engine That Can, a whole series technical engine review. Also from Avaphysics. Um, our resident physicist, Avaphysics, who is... Does he have a PhD? He does. So. Okay. Yeah, so he explains how the TR4-sized um, 
TR8 engines on the whole series can deliver so much thrust, but at the cost of a longer fire-up time. Um, so I thought that was kind of an interesting explanation. Uh, he also posted it over on RSI, so maybe the devs will see that and uh, take that in consideration for an in-universe explanation. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, Johnny Blondini has a question about upgrading, uh, so I'm going to read this. Hi, guys. Loving the podcast down here in New Zealand. It sorts my long Monday morning drive time. A quick question that I was hoping you might cover on the show, if you haven't already, somewhere along the line. I have an Aurora basic package as well as a Reliant add-on ship as we get close to the game be- to the game becoming a reality. I've decided that I want to get a better starting ship. I'm happy to melt the Reliant as well as doing whatever upgrades are needed to get to at least a freelancer. Problem is I have not been able to work out how to do this. I see various hints that one can upgrade the starter ships as far as the 200 series but none of it is clear. The 200 series. You mean the 300 series? 300, 300 right. Um, So long story short, could you cover the how-tos for anyone wanting to upgrade their basic package to a better ship? Keep up the great work. I have one answer for this. Open your wallet and weep. Yes, because you can't upgrade to, uh, what did he say wanted to upgrade? To a freelancer. Freelancer, yeah. There's no cross-chassis. Right. Um, well, the, but the but the cross chassis upgrades are coming. That's true. Are they? Yes. They, yeah. They're they're working on them. Uh, Turbulent is working on them. Oh. Okay. I mean, I wonder uh, why al- they can't just offer those now. Alternatively, if he melts, he he gets the full value of the ship he I was melts. Say, yeah, melt That's the package true. and just get the freelancer package. Yeah. So basically, it turns out to be uh, just a discount, essentially. Yeah. That's it's. It's basically the easiest route to go um, in lieu of if you don't want to wait for the upgraded cross chassis upgrade system, um, then just melt melt the ship that you don't want to ha- that you don't want. You'll get a full credit and apply that to uh, the freelancer. Yeah, I guess it would only matter if he had LTI on the Aurora. Correct. Yes. Yes. Which I don't think anybody does, do they? I did. You had an LTI? Oh, that's right, you did. That's, that's what right. I started with, but now it's an LTI that's... Super Hornet. That's right. How did you do that, John? I cross-chassis upgraded, and then upgraded that's... to the Super Hornet. Yeah. That's I just how you weekly, do it. I just got the weekly, not weekly, the uh, Weekend Warrior package, the LTI Super Hornet. That's how I got mine. Oh, yours is LTI. Yeah, it's the weekly. it's the Weekend Warrior LTI package. Mm. It's the only ITL LTI ship that I have. All my others are um, two year or six months. So when did you get your uh, Retaliator? The Retaliator I got during the anniversary sale. It's the two year anniversary package, Retaliator. Okay. So. so the Retaliator wasn't a concept ship. No. Well, they did, they did have a concept phase. It was one of the original it was one of the original ships available for purchase when the Kickstarter was going. So you could have gotten it at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Retaliator was there's the Retaliator, the the Caterpillar, Cutlass, the 300 series, Hornet, and Aurora, I think were some of the the original uh, I don't know if I'm missing anything, but those were some of the original ships that were available during the the uh, Kickstarter. Yeah. Okay, well, it sounds like so, uh, you need to melt your ship and uh, go get a freelancer. 
Yeah, as we say, the the if you don't have LTI, just melt your ship, get a freelancer. If you do have LTI, then you're gonna have to. If you want to maintain that LTI, you're gonna have to just wait until um, they revamp the system. Yeah, freelancer package right now is a is a buck and a quarter. So, buck and a quarter. Buck and a quarter. So. All right. Uh, cool ship too. It is a cool ship, and supposedly they're making it bigger. Yep. And cooler. Yeah. Uh, TGWS European Weekly Meetup. Uh, Tabascoid wants to set up a weekly meetup for the people that can't attend uh, the later meetup, uh, specifically those people overseas. Um, and the proposed time is Sunday, 6 p.m. GMT slash UTC, which would be 7 p.m. CET, 1 p.m. EST, and 10 a.m. PST. So... What is CET? I, I don't Central something Central Eastern time. I don't know. They, well, that that can no because Eastern Standard Time, um, yeah, it, and Eastern time has got to be three hours. Yeah, that's right, three hours greater than Pacific. So if you go, if you go six hours east of there, that's going to put you in the middle of the ocean. Central European time, CET. Oh. Like, huh? No, that makes All sense. Right? Because yep. Okay. Uh, I don't want to. No, I just I don't like time zones. <laughs> they're the bad. They're bad. Um. Okay. Oh, because it's 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 nine hours. That's going to be nine hours relative to Pacific, and London is eight hours ahead of Pacific. So okay, that makes sense. So it's a, it's an hour east of London. All this tells me is Star Citizen meetup in my AM on Sundays. Good times. Yes. There you go. So it's not for you. Oh, uh, funny. I got, ouch. um, <laughs> jeez. Okay. I, I, uh, I got an email from uh, a gentleman named Seb who I, uh, met during the, uh, CIG tour. And, uh, he is, uh, from, uh, Sweden. Uh, it was him and his girlfriend. And he actually asked me about that in the email where he was like, um, I'm, I'm really interested. I've been listening to the podcast. I'm really interested, um, in joining the org. Um, unfortunately, I wouldn't be able to play with you guys during, um, you know, on the Sunday meetups. And I wrote him back and I said, you know, come join the org, uh, join the, um, you know, uh, join the uh, site, firstcast.org. Because um, I, I was like, I think our European um, contingency was actually talking about uh, a meetup. And I haven't heard back from him yet, but um, hopefully he'll join and uh, hopefully he'll be another member of our uh, European uh, division. Yeah, Yay. they, uh, I think they met last week for the first time and i i happened to check the site right as that was happening and i think i saw like six or seven guys in there um nice so yeah i think the at least the first week was successful so um if that turns into a weekly thing maybe we can uh put up a a new entry on the events calendar um just so that's more prevalent for people yeah that'd be great um, the Miscondeavor, what do we think? Mac Virus has a post with a bunch of the concept images, um, and he has a poll. Do you like it? Don't you like it? Um, currently it's four to one in favor of the design, but Avaphysics and Dietrich aren't happy with it. Um, so head over there and, uh, tell them what you think. My personal uh, feeling is that I am not terribly. I like the design; I think it's awesome. But I'm not. I am dreading the day we get the call 
to go out and scavenge one of these derelict ships out in the middle of nowhere. Because I know some alien beasties could be on board that thing and gut me like a fish. It kind of already looks scary. I know, right? <laughs> could you imagine finding one of those things without power in like the shadow of an asteroid field? Like, oh, that can't be good at all. Yeah. Yeah, a ghost endeavor might be a bit terrifying. Ghost endeavor. Uh, so Murtok has a post: best arena commander fighter for the money. It's a uh, quite extensive. It's a lot of information. Um, so head over there if you're uh, maybe don't have a game package yet, um, or you're just uh, looking for the best tool for the job in arena commander. Um. Pretty interesting post. And uh, speaking of extensive posts, Dietrich. <laughs> Dietrich. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, he. Uh, I should preface this before you get into this. He came to me and was like, so I have a bunch of topics that I want to talk about uh, when it comes to fighter combat. So are you okay if I post some of this stuff? And I said, ah, go, go crazy. So you have me to blame for this sudden proliferation of... Uh, posts about starfighter combat oh and it's prolific i mean i just it's they're so long but they're really well written um so i'm just gonna read through the the posts that he's made in the last like week and a half um (laughs) and some of them are like within an hour of each other so i don't know how he writes these up if he has them like pre-written or something but um so he's posting under the name uh, Star Citizen Fighter Mafia, uh, which is sort of a hardcore ideal that goes in depth on Star Citizen flight mechanics and like ship design. Um, and it's named after the real world Fighter Mafia, uh, which designed aircraft in the 70s. Um, so they're sort of elite posts for elite players i have been digging these posts like nobody's business i think they're fantastic. i would think that would be right down your alley um so the the six i think seven posts um are why i think battle royale pushes bad habits on players uh missiles versus direct fighter direct fire star citizen fighter mafia strikes again grab your pitchfork it's time to make aurora stupidly cool Star Citizen Fighter Mafia thoughts on the Super Hornet and its role. The Star Citizen Fighter Mafia's favorite toy, the Gladius. Know your role, jabroni. Fighter Mafia group tactics. I am here to offer my vandal services. So, um, in the last one here, he's offering to meet uh, anyone in free flight so they can test out his glaive. Um, So, if anyone... That's very cool. Yeah, if anybody wants to try out the glaive, that's a good opportunity. Got a chance to fly a little while ago with him. It's a weird little ship. Yeah. It is a goofy little thing. And the it's guns really are all scary. Sorts of unusual. It's really scary when he's flying it directly at your face. <laughs> Cuz he's going <laughs> to chop you in half. Yeah. So um and then he's also offering his help uh to get anybody the aggressor badge that hasn't gotten it yet. Um so watch out for Dietrich. He's a pretty cool dude. Um I'm going to be and mining these posts, a lot of the stuff that's in here, for our next discussion. He actually, Oh, nice. He actually put up a post, like, a few hours ago asking if people like the posts and if he should continue doing them. I voted yes um, right away. 
Yeah, I did too. So, um, cool. yeah, that's Dietrich. You should watch out for him in the forums, especially if you're into that uh, sort of hardcore flight mechanic stuff. Watch out on the battlefield too. Oh yeah, he's deadly. All right. Well, uh, thank you, John. We've um, uh, speaking of the org, we've got a new member just as of today. Um, his name is Erwin M. Fletcher. And I believe this would be a another yet another Chevy Chase reference. How how do we have two Fletch reference users already? <laughs> Wait, Time travel. How could we can't have Fletch and Frida's boss? They're the same person. <laughs> I just I just read them. That's, that's all. I, I just read them. He says, "I'm not sure if it's possible to be a member of more than one organization." It's you possible. Can. Totally possible. It is. I religiously listen to your podcast every week, and I cannot think of a more enjoyable bunch of guys and gals with ships that I'd rather fly with. I'm currently a member of the Browncoats, and will probably be for life as they scratch a slightly rebellious streak that I can't turn my back on. But hopefully it doesn't prevent me from raising a glass of Terran Ale and kicking it with you fine folks. I currently fly on Orion 315P, and... Now, I believe that's probably Origin. Origin 315P, and I see myself as an explorer with, let's just say, a talent for procuring and providing parcels of a particular pedigree to paying persons. Jimmy, is this a friend for you? Uh-huh. I uh, like it. Yeah, yeah. Smuggler for those who don't enjoy uh, alliteration. I'm sorry. Um, I'm hoping to move up to a constellation and... Hopefully, if it makes it into the game, an Osiris. I'm not sure. What is an Osiris? Do you guys know? No, no idea. All right. Well, let's find out together. Any, he says, anyway, I hope I can join in the fun. See you in the black. Erwin M. Fletcher. Well, welcome, Mr. Fletcher. It is a pleasure to have you aboard. 196 members strong, guys. We are nice. a force to be reckoned with. Are we with. approaching that 200? Or roughly, let me the way. Four. We need four oh, man. more. Almost there. Okay. Almost there. Um, over at the website, we got a new member. We also, uh, Grumpy Grandpa, who joined us in the org uh, a few weeks ago. He has joined us on the website. So, uh, Gramps, it's good to have you on board. <laughs> and since last time, we uh, got some email to the comms at versecast.org. Uh, our buddy, uh, and I have to pronounce this correctly, is Gremlich. Uh, he uh, he emailed us last time about the uh, the Rowcat um, uh, software for the tablets to be able to create uh, your own customizable peripherals for for the game. He said uh, when we talked about it on the last show, he said thanks for the nod, mates. I'm sorry I didn't get you give you a pronunciation guide for Gremlick. It's Gremlick. And uh, any other time, we can, we can just call him. We can call him Mike. And uh, he had uh, sur- provided some links, which uh, apparently didn't work very well. So he um, uh, sent us uh, the uh, version four. Well, I guess were the links, and I guess version four is buggy or the links didn't work. But anyway, he sent us the actual version three files for the software. So, uh, John, do you have an idea about how we can host that for folks? Wait, what is this? He sent us the files, the the actual for the Rocat. Oh, for like his Star Citizen setup. Um, I believe something like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, um, is do, 
I mean, like we, we can host pictures on Imager. Uh, where would we host files? We can host files. Um, just email me at uh, john at versecast.org and we can work something out. Okay, it, it's it's on the, the comms. Uh, it's in the comms email. It's attached to the email, so you can get them there. Yeah, but I want to get emails to my email address. All right, I'll forward it to you. <laughs> um, all right, so... Um, ba-da-ba-ba-bum. And he also he included a, a link showing the complete setup, um, and I'll put that in the show notes. Um, he also sent a, a, a cool a couple of other cool links for some Hotas table mounts, and uh, we'll put those in the notes as well. Thank you, uh, Gremlich. Uh, it's uh, and these 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 uh, table mounts, these Hotas table mounts are like really sturdy uh, um, aluminum looking sort of thing. They're like hardcore, serious. You, so you, you keep you won't, you, going back and forth with the name. What's that? You, you first you call him Gremlich, then when you for the pronunciation guide you call him Gremlick twice, then you went back to Gremlich. Now he's tired. <laughs> Gremlich, Gremlich. See his pronunciation guide, I don't think actually tells us how to say it. It might be Gremliche. We don't Gremlich. know. Lich. Liche would require Gremlich. an accent over one of the letters. Maybe he doesn't have an accent mark on his device. Well, if he's setting with a, with a standard keyboard, you can make them. Now, Jimmy, you know, um, Majnoon <laughs> was one of the guys that was out with you two Sundays ago. And Correct. he got his aggressor badge. Yes, he, congratulations. And he sent us an email. He said, hi, guys with ships. It's Majnoon. Just wanted to thank Jimmy Ace and Aeronator for hauling my rookie butt to Wave 18 to get my aggressor badge. It was a blast and solidified what a great org you guys got going. Hope to return the favor someday. Maj. So... We're glad you came out. We're glad you got your badge, and uh, uh, thanks for sending us the email. We really do appreciate it. So, do we have an Aranator and an Aranander? Hmm. Mm. You know what? I did no, not check I don't the think so. It was an Aranander, yeah, so. but we, and it was Aranander who came out with us, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Well, in in space, you can never hey. have too much air, so Aranators are good too, because <laughs> there's no air there. It's a vacuum. You need air to breathe. You can't fly a spaceship if you can't breathe. Yeah, but if you had too much air, then inflate. it wouldn't be much as much fun because it'd be easy to just like fly outside of your ship without a suit. and There wouldn't be that, you know, dynamic of isolation. You know, what happens if my ship gets breached and there's no oxygen left well you know um, which makes me wonder like if i wanted to start an online oxygen bar community how could i go about doing that whoa 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 are we jumping past what you guys been playing oh dude yeah an hour and 25 minutes Yes, yes, we are, Ace. Yes, oh. we are. Ace is just getting warmed up. Oh <laughs> uh, no, I just, I just wanted to mention this that we had a bunch of guys playing um, Arma Three this past week, and I just want to shout out to them for for joining us and having a good time. So that I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yay! Oh yeah, and for the the Arma fans, uh, Ace put together a guide for some cool mods on the forums, which I forgot to include. That's so. okay. We'll fly that was a good radar. post. I. Thank you. <laughs> you, are, you guys are exhausted. 
<laughs> Grim Lich. Okay, Grim Lich. if you wanted to smoke air with other people, you could go to engine.com and create a community. I don't know why you would, but you could. Uh, that's enjn.com. Easy to use, free. Go do it. Ronald Jenkins, love you, man. www.ronaldjenkins.com. I'm Star Gleep. I'm out of this sucker. Check my show notes or check the show notes for my contact deets. Send me a email. I will get to it when I get back. Safe travels, Mr. Gleep. Uh, and uh, we will miss you and we will look forward to your triumphant return. Triumphant. I am uh, Jimmy Croker. You can find me uh, over at RSI. You can find me over at versecast.org under my handle, Jackson. You can find me over at Twitter under Jimmy Croker. And you can email me at jimmy at versecast.org. I'm Ez Azamine. You can find me uh, on the forums. Um, I'm on Versecast. And then uh, to make it short and sweet, you can find me on Steam at thelandau 87 you can find me on Twitter, RSI, Versecast, and pretty much everywhere else at the only Janto. That's like Tonto, only with a J. Mmm, space, Kimosabi. You can email me at john at versecast.org. You can email the show at comms at versecast.org. Uh, you can follow us on, you can join us on our Steam group at, uh, man, I'm blanking, uh, steamcommunity.com slash groups slash versecast. Uh, Twitter is where you can find us at Versecast. Uh, we would love for you to follow us so that uh, you can get uh, updates on when the shows come out. Yep. And uh, make sure to use hashtag TGWS when you're tweeting about Star Citizen or whatever you think that we might want to be looking at with our eye sockets. Um, per- preferably with eyeballs in the sockets. <laughs> um, Star Citizen organization we have one uh it's called those guys with ships and you can find it at robertspaceindustries.com slash org slash verse cast you can join multiple orgs as has been proven with our new friend uh fletch erwin fletcher um versecast.org is our website make sure to head over there come join in on the the forums um leave us a review on itunes just search for versecast pretty easy caveman could probably do it maybe not i don't know can they use keyboards if you watch the geico commercials yes (laughs) and you've offended them they'd send you an angry email about how offended they were They, they will give you a sad look the cavemen Until next week, we are those guys with ships. And this has been our community podcast. Ah, good night, everybody. Seen the verse. We have reached the limits of what rectal probing can show us. That's what you're hoping for the next time you go to the desert. Yes! Yes!